and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest this week is Jonathan Schmack. Now, Jonathan is a performer, artist, writer, director, editorial cartoonist, actor, but we all know him as the snooty or snotty Mitra D from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We talk about that movie, his relationship with the Maitre D, who has a first name. We talk about that in the episode. We're working with John Hughes as well. He's one half of the very funny comedy team, The Funny Boys, with his longtime friend Jim Valley. Jim went on to co-create Arrested Development. Jonathan went on to create Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which has been in the news lately. We talk about that, as well as Brotherly Love, which featured the Lawrence Brothers. And now him and his longtime fiance Claudia have a new YouTube series which is very funny Claudia and Jonathan watch Dark now if you don't know Dark it's a German science fiction show on Netflix very funny Well, show, their YouTube show is funny Dark is not funny it's it's very uh, traumatic and you really have to pay attention to see what's going on during the show we talk about why they came up with that idea and just how good Dark is Jonathan very talented guy and I hope you enjoy my conversation with him So Jonathan, uh, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Yeah. So you were one of the developers of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That I yeah. Was. Unfortunately, I w- was a little out of the demographic area, but there was a story recently, which is really funny, about the missing VHS tape well, since 1999. I don't know if you've heard about this. No. So, what is it? Oh, oh, wow. So there was an overdue VHS tape that a woman had from a video store. I think it was Oklahoma. And of course, the store closed down many years ago that she was applying for a job or a, a license for something. And then a, a felony warrant for her arrest was on the thing because the videotape wasn't returned oh back God. in 1999. Uh, so eventually, you know, it got expunged and everything like that. It was just kind of funny that that brought that show back to, to light for, for a couple of minutes. It was... Oh, that's funny. And it was for Sabrina. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the woman was like, I never watched this. It must have been my ex-boyfriend's kids that we rented it for, but I never watched it. So eventually she sat down and watched it on Netflix or whatever. She's like, eh, it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I had a string as a writer, um, as a TV writer of doing kids shows because I was on Blossom. Yeah. Was my really my was my second writing job, and I went from being a, you know, a, a staff writer to being a co-executive producer. I, I like did a hundred of the hundred and eighteen episodes of Blossom, which was a crazy thing to do, and it was at a company called Wit Thomas, which was this mom and pop. It was Paul Witt and Tony Thomas. Okay, and there were basically, I mean, you look at the giant. Universal Television and MG, you know, all these giant companies. It was like Paul and Tony, they two th- th- and three other people was the whole company. And then there were the shows. Right. And so I was on Blossom. And then it's like Joey Lawrence and his two brothers want to do a show, pitch something. Right. Pitch it to him. Don't screw it up. And we like did, <laughs> we did that. And then, uh, and so I was sort of like, oh, you're the guy that does the kids' shows for no reason. Paula Hart, who is Melissa Hart's mom, has the rights to Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You know, go to, and I went to uh, 
they were shooting a movie, I think, and I had to fly through a hurricane or something right. in North Carolina. Yeah. And I met with them and they liked my idea. And uh, I was like, great. And um, so I was doing it and I was in casting. It had been picked up. And then um, my agent came to me and said, uh, Tony Thomas is going to want to bring um, the Lawrence Brothers show. It's going to come back. It's going to move from, I think it was at ABC. Okay. They're going to take it, which never happens. They're going right. to take it to the CW. Okay. And, I, and, and he's going to ask you to come back onto the show, which contractually you'll have to do. Right. And I was like, and I went to the to Sabrina people and I said, this is going to happen. And they were like, oh, 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 that'll never happen. And of course it did. So, and I'd hired um, the person who took over the show and I just had to leave. But, uh, you know, it was very good to me and it, it, it lasted and it was, I would have screwed it up, I'm sure. Right. Stop but it lasted for seven years and I put a lot of people on the show and I, I guess it did good. Right. This was, I had a hockey podcast, so I still do, and I had Nick Bakai on. He's, you know, a big uh, sports guy, and obviously, yes. so, you know, the cat. So, you know. Th th hey, you know who was going to do the voice of the cat? Who's that? This guy. I was going to be the voice oh, of the really? cat. Oh, really? Yep. So, but Nick did a great job. And yeah. Nick hilarious. He's a, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's great. And he, you know, I guess co-developed uh, the show Mom, which was, you know. Real, yes. Oh, that's right. With my friend, Eddie Gorodetsky. Yeah. Yeah. And We're, Chuck Lurie, who I worked with. Yeah. And he's he's doing quite well for himself. Yeah, he is. Well, he's yeah. smart. He's an actor that uh, figured out something else to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. You always so, notice you know, when, the, when a series comes to the end. Yeah. All the actors are like crying and hugging each other and like, oh, we're family. Right. And all the writers are like, okay, see ya. I got to run. Yeah, next job. <laughs> I'm going, yeah, I'm going to go over to this one. Right. So was it like kind of hard to get like the stigma of like working out of like children's shows? I mean, because you had like two ones that were kind of successful. Well, I know Sabrina was and Brotherly yeah, Love. Yeah, it, it kind of was. Well, Brotherly Love and uh, after Blossom, Brotherly Love, Sabrina, it kind of was. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You, and then right. you just, you, you, you work on it. Because it was, the other thing was like, you know, I didn't have any kids at that point. Right. And it was the thing to me about kids shows is that the stigma is kind of, oh, you know, it's these dumb stories mm. and it's not, it's the, the stories in a kid's show are, are firsts. Right. They're like your first date is a huge story. Your first kiss, getting your driver's license lying to your parents they're huge stories right. and you've just got to tell them honestly and realistically because it's not like this foreign thing we we all were there yeah exactly you know we all were there we all like did that stuff and uh, it's just it's just being realistic and being real about it right and, and kids can sense bullshit at a real young age anyway yes so. they can they yeah. can right so i <laughs> I love the show Dark. Uh, I discovered it, yeah, a couple of years ago. My old job, it was like kind of like the water cooler show. There, we were just my man, yes, yeah. So then I, I come across uh, Claudia and Jonathan watching Dark, and it's it's brilliant. It's really funny, and I, I think 
the kind of the mail episode where you guys kind of answered questions yes. about certain, you know, your recording aspect of it looked a little bad. That was, I think, more fun. That was funnier than actually watching those episodes because you guys trying to figure out the settings on the computer where it was was brilliant. It, it, it was really funny. And it was unintentional, too, which I, I really liked. But it's how, um, yeah, how did you come across that show? The, the quarantine. Okay. And it's just Claudia and I, and we've been together for forever. And then right. we're, you know, going nuts. We're, we're you know, we're engaged. We were going to, we've been together right. for 20 years and we were together right. for that. And um, we were going to get married. And then of course mm -hmm. the quarantine. So now right. we're engaged, which is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she came across this show because she's really good at finding stuff. Right. And it's called Dark. It's a German science fiction show on Netflix that Netflix made. And it's phenomenal. It's, you know, it's bizarrely complicated. Right. And her daughter, my stepdaughter, is like, because we're like talking about this show and yeah. Ulrich goes to the cave and goes into the time tunnel and yeah. comes out and his kid is... You know, and and her daughter said, her daughter is an actress, said, I would watch a show about you guys talking about this show, Dark. And so we're just like want something to do. So it's like, yeah. just like you and me are on Zoom right now. Right. We said, we're going to watch the show. And we didn't even know there was, this is a whole thing about yeah. reactor video, you know, reactors. Right. Yeah. And so we just watched the show and we have this great editor, um, Allie, who who produces and who edits it together, we, we have no idea what we're doing. And it was basically <laughs> on the notion of we don't understand this. It's incredibly German. It's incredibly dark. Right. What the heck is going on? Yeah. I do not know. Who is that guy? I don't know. What is happening? I don't know like us just like we're going to explain this to you and have no idea was funny to us right and apparently it is and and then it's gotten it's really taken off yeah and we got all these followers and they write us these questions and the weirdest thing is because we've done the entire first season right of john of claudia and jonathan watch dark and they're like dropping friday 4 p.m pacific time on youtube check it out folks yeah <laughs> but since then I have now gotten maniacally into it. Okay. I've become the opposite of, I am now like, oh, wait a minute. If Ulrich is the child of this one who went right. to 1920 and gave birth to his own grandfather, yeah. then now I'm like totally right. into yeah. it. And why did this have to happen? And why does Jonas go yeah. there? And, yeah. Why is, and if you know, if you're listening to this and you don't know anything about dark, it, it, it sounds, I could talk about this forever. Yeah. yeah. I have to go. I haven't seen the third season yet. Oh I, my God. I no. have to go, but the problem is now I have to go back and watch the first two seasons to catch up again. Cause I pretty much forgot a lot of the stuff. Cause I was, I had like a 90 minute commute into New York city every day for my, or three hours combined. So I'd sit on the yeah. train and just catch up on all my shows you think being home now, I'd be able to watch anything. No, because it's, you have no free time now with three kids, a dog, a wife. Yeah. You have yeah. no free time yeah. to do anything. Yeah. So I have to go back and, and watch it. But now, do you prefer like binge watching? Like like that show, 
like like most Netflix shows, I think all of them really are just binge and they dropped on the same day the whole season. Now, like Disney yeah. Plus, some of their shows are more traditional, where it's once a week. Do you prefer like, just binging everything at once or kind of waiting? The- I do. I do. And I thought that was a terrible idea just as somebody who's been in show business. But I really do, because you do. You want it. You want you sent, right. you finish one and you want it. Yeah. You want another one. You just want it. And uh, it's like, what is the Oh, the 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 Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. You're watching that. And it's like, that's it. Like, no, I want another one. You got to wait a week. Yeah. Buddy, I'll make another one happen on the magic <laughs> TV box. Nope. We right. got to wait. Like, oh, I mean, God, what else are we watching? Oh, we're watching The Crown. Okay. Which is fantastic. And you can, you can go into the next one, you know? And we're also, there's a documentary about the Windsors. And we're sort of watching that in tandem with The Crown. So that's cool. Right. Because you sort of like, okay, this is Mountbatten, you know, and then you watch the real thing and then you watch the. Yeah. But these apps are clever because as soon as one ends, right in the right corner next episode up before you even have a chance to turn it off like, eh, i'll, I'll watch it in the morning who cares up. Oh, no it's starting yeah. okay and you're into it and it's, yeah. you know, it's two in the morning yeah exactly then the drawback is like binging the whole season like within like a weekend or whatever you got to wait over a year for the next season oh yes you know I unless- mean, vikings my god right. vikings oh the other one what is it um the handmaid's tale yeah, that one's coming back soon, right? Is it? I think I don't so. Know. I'm an, I'm old. I'm too old right. now. Where where's it been? Yeah. Right. But then they, you know, it's clever because then you they wait you know, a year, but then you have to rewatch the whole series beforehand just to catch up. So that's it's more of you. You're absolutely that. right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Do watch, do watch uh season three of Dark. It's yeah, just it will. it's yeah. It's and I don't know if it's because we're not that smart in America. I mean, if everything that's made in Germany is this complicated, right? then uh, we got a problem because yeah. it's so complex. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, do you watch it with the subtitles or the, the dubbing? Subtitles. Okay. I, I watched it with the dubbing because I didn't realize how to turn off the dubbing. So I'm like, I got to... Eh. Neither no, 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 do I. I. Claudia, <laughs> Claudia does know how to turn off. And, and somebody said to me, because there's two ways of dubbing it. Okay. One is the actual translation. And one is the way that the words fit into the people's mouths better. Right. And me as some, you know, we're in show business and I've done like voiceovers. Yeah. And it really does bug you because it's crazy. Right. You know, to see dubbed stuff, it's phony. And uh, it's, it's, eh, read, you can read, you know how to read. No, yeah. go, yeah. go with the subtitles. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, let me rewatch the first two seasons. I'll, I'll definitely. You want to know another great show? Sure. It's this thing called um, Tribes of Europe, Tribes of Europa. Okay. Right. That the guy who plays Ulrich. Okay. Is in. Oh, cool. And it's about a post-apocalyptic Europe. Oh, nice. Okay. Really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. And he plays like a funny guy. Right. And he's sort of this scam artist. 
but and some of it is in English because sometimes they're speaking German, sometimes they're speaking English, and it's a German show too. But it's weird because when he's speaking German, he's like a normal guy, and right. he's playing a funny part. And Ulrich is not a funny part yeah, not at all. <laughs> but then when he speaks English, he's kind of talking oh. like this, and he's right. got a voice that's crazy, and it's like like he's doing a bit, and it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's really funny. We have to right. get more into that, but yeah. Yeah. Now, do you guys, when you sit down and watch a show together, you always like like sit down. You always have to watch it together. Now, if she falls asleep, you continue watching the episode. Or if you fall asleep, like how does it? Because my my wife and I are watching so many shows right now because I wait for her because she'll fall asleep within you know the credits and I'm waiting. And I feel bad like Hunters on Amazon with you know Al Pacino and stuff like that. It's been months and we want to finish that fucking first season already, but I'm being so nice and waiting for her. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to go back. And there was the. Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't watch things. And she's like a genius when it comes to (laughs) Netflix and Prime, Disney Plus. And and I am not. But uh, there's certain things that we we only watch together. Okay. Yeah. And it's fantastic because she's a girl who's way into science fiction, way into time travel, way into Star Trek, way into all that, all that stuff. And uh, Marvel um has she so watched, that's great. but has no she i don't, I don't what yeah. has she watched the expanse on amazon i bet she has i don't know what that is okay check it out it's it's fantastic is it good? really good which one is that uh it's i'm trying to think who's in that it's famous um no one really that big but it's uh basically it basically was um i don't want to give it any way it's more like the show firefly meeting like oh. Battlestar Galactica. Oh. Is it the guy with the hat? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she, she she'll if she hasn't heard about it. Yeah. Okay. We'll check it out. Yeah. Because it was, it's one of those things. It's like, oh my God, we need stuff to do. It's a quarantine. We can't leave the house. And then right. like, well let's watch all this weird stuff. Yeah. Now do you, like do you take advice from like other people about show recommendations? Like they say you must watch it. Do you watch it? Because I'm the opposite. Not her parents. <laughs> other people, yes. Not not her parents. Right. <laughs> and we but, are we freely give advice as I've given to you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll give advice, but I'm not one to you must watch things because then it's like you know I, I feel like I'm bossing them or ordering them. I'm just so set in my ways and so opinionated. Right. When we do watch something and it's good, like I was like, we're going to watch this show dark for like, yeah. and I have to read it for like five minutes. Right. And then for me to get hooked on it and to think, holy cow, this is, this is epic. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's such a conversion that I'm like, yeah, I'll proselytize. You know, you've got to see this. Yeah. How, how long did it take you to watch the first season? That's a good question. Um, the first season is 10 episodes because we were doing our show. Right. And so that was, you know, a couple of weeks. Okay. That's good because that's a show you need to digest, I think. Before going, you do, on. and uh, and uh, after you see the end of the third season, it is almost like okay. Well, now I have to watch it for real. Right. <laughs> it is kind of like a, a magic trick. Yeah. You know, 
Like when a magician says, okay, I'm going to show you a trick. Your mind says, okay, this is the beginning of the trick, but that's not the beginning yeah. of the trick. Right. He was doing the trick before he had your attention. You know, the, yeah. the, 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 the card is already, he's planted it in your pocket. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. And speaking of sci-fi, you were on um, an episode of Star Trek Enterprise. I basically called you the zipper alien because basically you had like a fly on your face. I yeah. did. I yeah. did. Yeah. So what was that makeup process like? That's a really interesting story because I love Star Trek and I'd auditioned for, and I actually, I had always thought, you know what they should do for Star Trek? They should do the prequel to Enterprise, to a, to a Kirk right. version when it was more like, like kind of, it's a real spaceship, you know, like it's like cramped and, you know, there's right, a guy exactly. with a, a ranch and, you know, yeah, right. You know, more of a connection. And then they did. And I vaguely knew Brandon Braga, who was my okay. friend Jimmy's neighbor. And, but I was going in and auditioning and I was auditioning for the, you know, and I, and then it was like, I went in and it was like, this is the final episode. And I went in and I auditioned for it. And it was just like a Paramount and I left. I was like, damn, you know, I'm probably not going to get that. And that's going to be the end of Star Trek. Yeah. And I was like wistful. And then I got the call, hey, you got this. And I was like, are you kidding me? And uh, it really, of the things that I've done, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, being on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson right. and being on Star Trek. Yeah. Honest to God, Star Trek was one of the things I'm proudest of. And it was insane because at Paramount, Star Trek was huge. Right. And this was it. And the makeup guy was, I think he was a Westmore. I think it was Michael Westmore who did my makeup. I went in and it's huge building his workshop, heads everywhere and they got a, a plaque on the wall with how you do the sideburns and all this. And I, he did that whole thing with the clay mask with the straws and I'm claustrophobic. And he's like, relax, you know? And I'm like, at the end, I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. freaking out. But if you don't sit here and allow this to happen and you say, rip it off of me, you're going to just do it again. And he did a makeup that was designed for my face. Okay. And he based it on um, RG Geiger with that thing. So like the spine was in the front. Right. And uh, it took five hours to put that makeup on. Wow. It took two hours to take it off. <laughs> And the coolest thing, the guy who applied it to me, I mean, right. my call time, one of my call times was three in the morning. Holy crap. <laughs> and he painted my face to look the same color as my eyes. So, and everybody was like, oh, wow, are you wearing mm -hmm. contacts? And it was like, I'm not, but all the people, because all of the people of my species mm -hmm. looked exactly like me, like we were like bug people. Right. They all had to wear contacts that were the color of my eyes. I mean, the amount of detail and that you had to do like drops in your mouth so that your tongue and yeah. your teeth were green. And 
one of the guys, the guy who was my stand-in, there was this explosion and he hit his head. Right. He didn't know like what was going on. And he starts to rip this face off. And it's like, you can't rip it off because they put it on with surgical adhesive. So like, it doesn't come off, your skin comes off. Yeah. And they're like, settle down, settle down, stop it. I mean, it was crazy. And the, the craziest thing of all was like, so you're going in, nobody, none of the crew, none of the cast knows what you look like. You're in costume and makeup. Right. And like Jonathan Frakes, it was like, the premise of the show was yeah. uh, Jonathan Frakes, number one or whatever, you know, from, yeah. his, from his version was in the holodeck right. looking at ancient history right. to how, what's his name? Scott, uh, uh, back, uh, Jonathan Archer, yeah. Yes, yeah. to how he met his end, which was me, because I was the yeah. bad guy. And I'd worked with him on a show called The Lot that I was just okay. watching last night. And I, you know, I directed him, yeah. I knew it. And, uh, but I'm going in and I'm this green thing yeah. with this giant, you know, rust right. kind of wig and I'm like, Hi, you know, hi, Jonathan. It's John and Schmock. We work together. And he's like staring at me like, oh, <laughs> yeah, OK. Right. <laughs> but it was it was fantastic. I mean, to play a real full on. Right. I'm an alien villain. Yeah. I mean, it was it was fantastic. Right. It was fantastic. To do. Right. Yeah. And not just an alien that has like a little weird nose. You want like a whole full blown, you know, makeover. You know, you want you want to be legit there. What you yes, want you want to be the lizard king. And like now, they're doing a lot of. It's all done in post, the makeup. Yeah. I I you know I I saw my I auditioned for this thing and my friend got it. Like, and I was talking to him. I said, Yeah, what was that like? What was that makeup like? And he said, That was all CGI. That was all in post. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, I want to. Right. You know, you want to walk around yeah. and go in to that. the commissary yeah. with a with your yeah. weird face and your. Right. That's crazy. a shame. Because you're gonna lose a lot of great makeup artist people that way. You are. You know, that's you are. And it's an art form. It's it's yeah. it's I always say to costume to, to to wardrobe and hair, more than half of what I do is you guys. So I just parade it around. So you take your time, you yeah. go nuts. Yeah. Did did you watch uh Picard? We did. We did watch yeah. Picard. Yeah. What'd you think? It was okay. It wasn't my favorite thing. Yeah. It was a little. It was uneven for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's something or the new one, the new one. Um, Discovery. Yeah. That got better. Discovery got better. When they Good. like got catapulted way into the future. Okay. I thought that was better, but I don't know. There's a chemistry that happens yeah. that if it's not there, it's just not there. Yeah. There's, there's also there's an animated show called Lower Decks, which is actually really funny. It's, 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 it's an adult, you know, Star Trek cartoon. You, you would appreciate it. It's, it's, it's pretty good. That premise is something that a friend of mine and I always wanted to do. Right. Which was, I think, what you're saying. It's kind of like an upstairs, downstairs. Yeah, exactly. Of like the grunts, you know, and the fancy yeah. people. Right. But to do that is, yeah. a, is a premise that we wanted to do. And I think he even wrote a pilot about it. But that's a great idea. I'll check that out. Yeah. It's funny. They're like 25 minute episodes. You could probably breathe yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. 
you also worked on uh, Bill Maher, right? Real time for Bill Maher as a writer. Uh, you know, his show is still going on. It's 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 still entertaining. Um, what was that experience like? Um, very very high pressure, very hectic. Right. Yeah. I mean, I did stand up comedy with Jim Vallely, who right, funny who, boys. <laughs> yes, the funny boys, and he went on. He was a co creator of, of Arrested Development, and yeah. and you know, still my best friend. We're gonna right. drive up to to to. Napa, Sonoma, yeah. for a friend of ours birthday next week. And we, he, we was, he was standing in line to get a number, what they call it, to audition at Catch Rising Star in New York, okay. right next to Bill Maher. So we've known Bill since the very beginning. Right. And the more I was sort of not doing anything and I got more into politics and I was like, I wanna do this and, and uh, you know, so I was there and it was sort of, I gravitated to, um, for a while they did filmed pieces and oh, fake ads right. and things. And that yeah. was what I knew about. Nobody else knew that. So I sort of, and then they, then HBO not, didn't want to do that anymore because they just wanted it to be Bill. But it was very hectic because it's like, you start on Monday and you're going to do a live show on Friday and if any of the other shows do anything that you're planning to do, that's out. Right. And if the news changes on Friday, if there's a news yeah. dump on Friday, exactly. you are rewriting the monologue. You're mm -hmm. rewriting the editorial, which is the right. thing he does at the end. Yeah. You're doing the new rules. And um, Bill is very fearless and he does not suffer fools. And if it ain't the way you, he wants it, you guys are going to be there. Right. And uh, it's crazy because we did it. We, we, uh, there's CBS Fairfax is an old um, lot here. And right. it's one of the ones that's still in Hollywood, but it's the only place that has one of the only places that has those giant antennas that it's on right. HBO. So it right. is, it's not a seven second delay. It's live. Right. I mean, it shoots it. And in the control booth, which is one of those, old timey control, like you imagine, like this, yeah. ah, you know, like the Sid Caesar, it's yeah. that. Right. <laughs> and one of the monitors is set to the HBO New York feed. Like you can watch at home. Yeah. Right. And to see the show bounce from LA to New York mm. and back is pretty amazing. Cause it's, it's about a less than a second off. Wow. And it's, just just it's so cool to watch mm. but i mean it was like yeah. i mean it was live tv it was live right. tv and yeah. it was uh, it was fantastic to do yeah. it was fantastic to do and the writers the writers on that show are smart and funny and like to have guys that are that funny and be that versed in like oh yeah that guy's he's the senator from yeah. wisconsin and he, boom and like and I'm like, you know, how do you know that? How do you yeah. know that stuff? Yeah. It was great though. Right. You 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 pick it up, right? Pretty quickly then <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> Tell me about it. You can't okay, you know, my first thing was like, okay, Jonathan, you're gonna write a piece on uh, um whether it, you know uh Islam is what's in the what's in the Quran that you know, and I'm like, yeah. how am I supposed to know that? You know, like the right. internet. 
you know, and yeah. like, is this real? Is this true? I don't know. Source it out. And of course, we had to have all the other shows on all yeah. the time just to see what they would, you know, because like Jimmy Kimmel, what's he saying? You know, you can't because if they somebody burns a concept, you, you can't do it. Right. They're doing a newspaper and we're doing a magazine. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm very scared. I'm sure. Yeah. Was there like anything that you did that kind of got like a lot of like blowback, you know, publicly? On real time? Yeah. Yeah. Some of the ads. I'm trying to think. We did, I think, some, some, I mean, whenever Bill got mentioned, it was mostly things he said in the monologue at the interviews, but we right. did a couple of things about, uh, I mean, there's just crazy snippets that are in the news about how like, yeah, they're gonna give via, you know, like homeless people get Viagra, you know? Okay. Which was a true thing. Right. And what we did, me and uh, I hired this actress who's a friend of mine, and we were two homeless people, you know, getting it on in a cardboard box. And, <laughs> you know, you just take things to a, to a, to an, to a logical extreme. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, I mean, Dick Cheney, when he was vice president, he, the vice president, mm. he was flying around on a plane that was the Strom Thurmond. That was the, it was like, I the name yeah. of his plane. Right. And we did an ad for Strom Thurmond Airlines about, you know. Yeah. It was second class and, you know. <laughs> you kind of wish you were writing now or the previous four years on that show? It must have been crazy for him during the Trump years. I mean, yeah. it's changed so much. there's kind of a letdown. I mean, I do cartooning. I do editorial right. cartooning. Yeah. And during the Trump years, it was just insane. It was just such an assault. Yeah. And now it's kind of like, oh, the fever dream is over and we're kind of woke up and this guy is just sort of there and he's boring yeah. and he says he's going to do something and he right. does it. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I don't know what's funny anymore. Yeah. And I mean, can people still be funny now without like offending someone? I know that's the whole point of comedy. If you don't, if you offend someone, it's it's funny. But now yeah. it's it's like, can you that's still do a, that? Can you walk? That's a, it's a real fraught subject. And old timers like me and Bill and. We don't know. And it's like, you know, my stepdaughter's in her early 20s and she's an actress and, a, and a, an improviser and, a, and a, a writer and a comedian. And uh, when we came up, the enemy was like yeah. George Carlin, the seven words you can't see on right. television. Right. And that was bullshit, you know? And he just would repeat them over and over again. Yeah until they lost their meaning. Right. And so the censor was the enemy. And we're the new, we can say words and we can do, I mean, Lenny Bruce, I mean, his 
you know, I don't know what kind of language you want on your thing. I don't mean so. I mean, he did a bit, a bit about the word cocksucker. Right. And like, why is that a bad word? Yeah. And the premise of the bit is a funny premise. Right. You know? But that was the censor was the enemy. And yes, people are offended. Yes. Having that stuff in a, in a Dr. Seuss book is very making someone the other. Mm. But there's no reason for that. Right. There's a lot of Dr. Seuss books. I mean, Ted Geisel was, was a brilliant political satirist before he was a children's book author. Right. Right. And a lot of his books, Horton Hears a Who, and, you know, are about discrimination and, you know, yeah. but it's like, it's almost like, you know, you want to say to, you want to say to, I don't know. It's hard to talk about without feeling like you're the old guy. No, I know what you mean. You know, and you're like, no, 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 you don't understand. I hate, yeah. you know, don't you censor me. I'm the one that we got to knock yeah. down all those boundaries. And when people are saying, oh, no, but that's a triggering issue for this person. You, you have to understand. You have to listen and mm -hmm. understand. I mean, I think the hard thing is for people of my ilk to say, you know what? You should you should listen more. And talk less. <laughs> right. Which is yeah. not good for an interview like this. but No, of course not. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like, oh, OK, yeah, I, I get that. But like. And I think sometimes as an actor, well, what parts can I play? You know? Yeah. No, it's, because there are there are restrictions. Yeah. It's it, it's it's difficult, you know, it's it is difficult. I mean it's yeah. new territory, and that's right. always you know, in new territory, you need a guide, you know, where you need to yeah. to, you know, both look at the map or something. Right. How did you get into comedy with, with Jim, you know, starting The Funny Boys? I'd always wanted to be in comedy, and I was bound and determined to go to, I'm from San Diego, okay, from La Jolla, and I wanted to study, I wanted to be an actor, I always knew I wanted to be an actor, and I was bound and determined to go to New York, to go to NYU, and I auditioned and I got in and it was very traumatic to be this, you know, you know, sheltered La Jolla, California boy. Right. And to go to New York City in 19, God, you know, was the, mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you how long ago it was. Right. <laughs> and I studied with Stella Adler. Okay. Who studied with Konstantin Stanislavski. And she was at the peak, sort of at the height, you know, she was in her seventies, but it was amazing, but right. very big, very powerful and a lot to inflict on 18 year old kids. <laughs> but I mean, it was not like you went to uh, a school, Carnegie Mellon and they got a theater and they got teachers. Yeah. She was like the real thing. This was a professional studio and everybody was terrified. And Jimmy was there. God only knows how he got in. <laughs> and we just gravitated to each other. And I was like the most serious guy. And he was like the funniest guy. And we just became instant best friends. And I can remember writing my mom a letter 
saying I met the funniest guy. This is the funniest guy I've ever met. And uh, there's a long story about how funny he was, the, but uh, which which I won't tell you. But <laughs> we just sort of grab you know gravitated yeah. to each other. And then it was after school. It was like casting directors would say, "Well, if you're ever in anything, let me know." And Jimmy figured out, "Hey, if we did stand up, we could say, yeah, when are you available? N- tomorrow night at nine, because right. we can get a spot somewhere." And that's what we did. And mm-hmm. it was, it was we fell into the comedy boom of that era, right? Where it just took a yeah. and basically dinner theaters realized hey we don't need to spend all this money we could just put a microphone in a brick wall yeah. and it was this huge thing and we were a team so it was you know you had to fly us both but we didn't conflict with anybody so right. it, was, it was a really smart thing for us to do yeah no because all the clips i saw on youtube were you know were really funny some of them you probably you, know, you couldn't do now you know oh my god no i live in family fear. feud one you know <laughs> yeah yeah. And of course, but again, that bit, Time. you can never do it now. It's based on a premise. Right. Which I still stand by, but you could never do that bit now. There's a lot of our things that you could never do now. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, being on Johnny Carson, I mean, obviously that had to be highlight of your career. Yes. To be on The Tonight Show with Johnny, when he announced that he was retiring in the comedy industry, the right. comics, everybody who hadn't been on with Johnny fell into a huge depression. Right. Because they're like, I'm never going to be on The Tonight Show with Johnny. Because right. it was, and I'll tell you, it was probably the most terrifying experience of my life. It was like being in a bullfight with a real bull. <laughs> the first time we did it, and of course, you know, oh, Johnny doesn't like teams, you know. Yeah. He likes monologists and they put us on the first time and that theater where it was, where it was shot then was designed by, and it's very small and the audience, it's very steep. Right. So there's not a rolling laugh. It like hits you and there's Doc Severinsen with a band, right? And they're like 10 feet away. And uh, you're standing behind the curtain and because of the lights, you can see through the curtain, they can't see you. And it's just like, well, this is either gonna be the beginning of our career or the end of it. And we did it and then we did it again with Johnny. And um, then we did it a third time with Jay Leno and we got banned from The Tonight Show. Why? We did a bit, we were doing this bit and it was called Dead Elvis. Okay. And it was based on the premise that um, since Elvis was dead, the only way to properly do an Elvis impression yeah. is for a dead guy to do it. And so we did like Weekend at Bernie's. Right. Where Jimmy was, I was Elvis. I was this dead guy who was an Elvis, but I was dead. And Jimmy was my manager who kind of manipulated me with s- sticks. Right. <laughs> And we were doing it and it was just when Jay took over and um, the story is Jay wanted us to do it on the show. And um, the guy who stayed on his uh, booking the act said, I don't know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then the guy 
who was doing Letterman was saying, oh, well, I want him to come to New York because Dave right. would love this. And so that made Jay say, oh, no, no, I want them. And we were going to do it. And Doc Severinsen would play blue suede shoes. And then we were going to do panel where I was sitting, going to sit in the chair right. as a corpse. <laughs> and Jimmy was going to answer questions. And we rehearsed it with Jay. And um, we do the bit. And it was great because it's like, yeah. it's once you start, it's, it's a bit. It's not like you're right. getting a reaction. You're just doing blue suede shoes. And we get over to the panel and I flop me down and my eyes are closed. And Freddie de Cordova, who was still the producer, says, get those guys off my stage. <laughs> and we're like, what? what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Get them out of here. We didn't know. Freddie de Cordova, who was the producer right. of the show, produced Elvis movies. Uh was a very good friend of Elvis. Elvis always called him Mr. De Cordova. Yeah. We didn't know that. And so to mock America's Mark beloved uh, Elvis Presley. Yeah. And so that was it for <laughs> that was it for us. And we didn't know that. And that basically that yeah. story, Jimmy just found out kind of not that long ago. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's why uh, I mean yeah. we were we were kind of done and we were moving on into writing and acting. Yeah. But that that was that was it for us. Wow! Tonight show. I wish we'd taken it to Letterman. Yeah, yeah. We never did Letterman, and that would have been fun. Yeah. Have you guys performed like here and there over the years now? No, not really. No. I mean, it it dribbled off. And if you're not doing it, if you're not really doing you it, do it. Yeah. You're not doing it. Right. Um, we went on and we wrote together. We created shows together. I mean, he went on and and the, and the, did Arrested Development with yeah. with Mitch, and the, you know we're still best friends, and we hang yeah. out, and we do think we we talk about it, but you know, yeah, that's true. The young man's game, no. Yeah, I hear you. So uh, make you feel a little bit older now. Thirty uh, fifth anniversary of Ferris Bueller, which is it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, is that what you get recognized most for still? Yep. Yeah. It's That's, insane. It's yeah. insane. I can only be thankful that I resemble, there's still a semblance of, uh, <laughs> of, of me that uh, resembles. <laughs> it, um, I know. And it's thir the 30th. Uh, this guy took a bunch of us back to Chicago. Right. And we did a reunion and people, and they like recreated the parade and we did live appearances and, and John Hughes's widow was still alive then. And they did screenings and we answered questions, but people came from all over the world. I mean, and it was, for some reason that movie mm -hmm. struck yeah. a chord with people. Right. And we had no idea that that was, yeah. oh no, I've been recognized in Tahiti. <laughs> You're the maitre d' from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you know, you have sort of a love-hate relationship with something like that. I'm sure. And, and uh, 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 now I'm, I, it's mostly love because it was like, right. it gave me a pedigree of like, to get to work with him in that age. And, you know, the only thing that's weird is like, wow, that really was a long time ago. 
me and Alan Ruck are the same age. So, but to, to be able to be in something like that and just, I mean, John Hughes was amazing. And to have somebody like that think you're funny and get what you're doing and to be able to truly collaborate because he was so generous um, with time and improvising and, you know, I mean, literally, I can remember him saying, do you want to do it another way? Do you want to do anything else? Yeah. I mean, it was just, and I was like, you know, I'm a kid. I'm like, oh, well, this is the way it is in a, in a this is the way it is. And of course, yeah. no, it's not. It's like, go in, hit your mark, cut, boom, over, goodbye. Yeah. Take the, take the clothes off, you know? Yeah. But, but to be able to, uh, to be able to, to, to do that was, was just amazing. It was tons of fun to do. I had a uh, Paul Hirsch on the show, on the show who, who edited the movie and you know he he told me that it was like you guys shot like four hours worth of stuff. Like, oh no, it, it was amazing that long. And it's amazing how much we shot. I mean, you know, which I always regret. My yeah. Mater D character, he has a name. Okay. There was a whole another section. Right. Because all these stories were going on. Yeah. I mean. Like uh, when I was, uh, um, I'm not going to remember the guy's name and he's passed away, who was one of the Valley car parkers, Larry Flash. Jack, oh, yeah. Who's a great fun to hang out with. But th- those two car parkers, they had a whole story okay. of him in the right. Ferrari, sort of mirroring Ferris and, and, and okay. Cameron and Sloan. Right. And John, at the premiere, John Hughes comes up to him and he says, okay, good news, bad news. Good news, you made the movie. Right. Bad news, I cut everything out. So it's basically, but, oh no, we shot, it's so interesting you had the editor on. Yeah. I would love to see some of that footage. That's yeah. what they should do is they should release, you know. Yeah, especially now because it's like, you know, 35 years, maybe the 40th anniversary. Who knows? Because because oh, Paul God. also directed Star Wars. He edited Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So what, what was what was the Matri D's name? Kerwood. Oh, okay. That's a good one. <laughs> it was like, and we improvised it. And John said, well, he needs a name. And uh, we were just like, hmm you know, throwing around like butler names, you know, yeah. those names that a butler has. Right. And there was an actor named Derwood Kirby. Okay. And for some reason we said, oh, what if his name was Kerwood? <laughs> K-E-R-W-O-O-D. Yeah. And like, we just, you know, it's not in the script. We did it a couple yeah. of takes where he's talking about how hard his life is and he just can't right. get good help and the yeah. kitchen the staff is a mess and <laughs> you know he's just talking to these kids when he's feeding yeah. them i mean i forget what he pancreas or something <laughs> you know what whatever it is that he fed yeah. them it's sort right. of get his comeuppance to these snotty yeah. kids and uh yeah right <laughs> it's funny <laughs> but uh yeah where can oh people- you know we did i did that i did the first scene with a french accent okay like all morning. And then John was like, I don't know. 
let's not do the friendship. It's too much. Yeah. It, you know, I don't want people to think it's like Serge from Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yeah. Just come out. Yeah. What yeah. else could we do? And it was like, well, what, you know, to have a very judgmental person with yeah. that flat Chicago, you know, with that yeah. accent, that Midwest. And so that's, we did, but it was like that. It was just like, let's play, let's play right. around. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Fantastic. Such a student of comedy. Yeah. Such a yeah. great guy. Yeah. All, all of those movies were, were, were fantastic that he did and they were just great and, and different. Yeah. I do, I do this thing, uh, cameo. Yeah. For people. And this guy said, do you want to do these care? And I said, I don't know. And I said, it's, it's going to be all Ferris Bueller, right? Yeah, and he said, yeah it is. Yeah. And I do them because I think, but I mean, you know, Claudia, somebody, oh no, Claudia's daughter got one for her. And then she got one for her daughter and you see it. It's like, yeah. oh my God, that person who is like frozen in amber. Right. It's like Purple Rose of Cairo when the person right. who you know, this iconic thing yeah. looks out into the audience and talks to you it really does freak you yeah. out and it's charming and adorable. And mm -hmm. these people, the lady from uh, Housewives of New York okay. is talking to yeah. Isabella. And I'm like, I don't even know who this person is. I just <laughs> know she's one of the housewives and yeah. she's talking to Izzy and it's like, Oh my God. You know, it's like, it's amazing. And it makes people happy. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, but it, when I was in Chicago, one, somebody came up to me and said, I was bullied in high school. I had a terrible time and I always imagined what got me through high school was I pretended I went to the high school that Ferris went to. And thank you for that. And I was just like, oh my God, are you kidding? Wow. That's, that's so amazing. No, it's it's great to hear stories like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, but I got one more for you, and, and I mentioned my you know oldest son before we started. One of his favorite shows is Big Time Rush, and I know you had a guest starring role on that show. Is what Big Time Rush with, with that that boy band Nickelodeon show? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, he yeah. likes that show. He loves that show. Yeah. It's, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so it's pretty funny. Sorry that. Mention that real quick. <laughs> that was really fun to do. And those guys were great. Yeah. And it was, I got to do full on Peter Sellers, Inspector Clouseau. Yeah. Right. With the French hat and the, the mustache yeah. and the whole deal. I was like, because we were doing, we were with Claudia and I had just finished the pilot to uh, How to Live with Your Parents for the Rest of Your Life. And somebody, like, I got this offer and I was like asking like the makeup people, yeah. what is this show? It's with kids. And, yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, that's a huge, that's a big yeah. show. Oh, you should do that. I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, it was, it was great to do. Right. And that's so fun. Cause it was really fun to do. And those kids, those, you know, those kids, cause I'm an old man. Well, I am an old man, but uh, they were fantastic to work with. Super talented. Right. That's great. I'll, I'll tell them you say hi. <laughs> Tell him I say hi. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, where can people like find you? Like on you know social media, website? What? Yes, everything. Well, I go to jonathanschmock.com, which is mostly about... The cartoons. The cartoons really and yeah. some of the, the, you know, the regular painting that I do. But they can find me there. 
and go to uh, on YouTube, go to Claudia and Jonathan watch Dark. Yep. And we're obsessed with it. We're going to do the second season. We started to do, we did the first season, we did 10, but now we're going to do midweek. We're going to do sort of wrap ups about okay. what we've learned and what we know right. now and, and sort of reacting and engaging with, with the people mm -hmm. that are, because you know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's an obsession. Right. And, uh, you know, but that's, it's on Facebook, it's on Twitter, uh, you, uh, Gmail, yeah. Claudia and A&D, Jonathan Watch Dark. They can see me in that. And, you know, I'm up for a couple of things. Uh, we'll see what happens. Life yeah. goes on. Right. That's awesome. Have you got, uh, one more, have you gotten like approached by people? What, sh what show are you going to do next? You know, or like give you ideas for a certain show to, for you and Claudia to watch? Yes, I can't remember the name of it. We sort of put on hold um, Tribes of Europa okay. or Tribes of Europe, which is German too. And I think it's right. on Netflix, but that's in the works. And then there's another thing. I can't remember what it is, Noel. I forget. Right. Okay. <laughs> but Jonathan, I really appreciate your time today. And this was great and good luck. This was a pleasure. Time. You're fun to talk to. You're great to talk to. I was like, oh my God, what am I, what, I don't have anything to say. And apparently I do. And a special thanks to Jonathan for joining me today. Check out his website, jonathanschmock.com. You can check out all his political cartoons on there. Follow him on Twitter at Jonathan Schmock. If you want to follow Claudia and Jonathan Watch Dark on Twitter, it's at CNJ Watch Dark. Just search Claudia and Jonathan Watch Dark on YouTube. Like I said, it's really funny. And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at the first Noel 19 or like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Shows on SoundCloud, Podbean, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found. A new episode comes out every week. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you then.